there are certain techniques that help you get into a true state of relaxation where you are resting your mind, body, and soul. And these are the techniques that I'm talking about that are going to help you manage your stress. Now, these techniques, of course, you know, you need to practice them. They're not something that you do one time and you're like, oh, now I can manage my stress. It's something that has to be done on a regular basis, just like exercise. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey there, today we're going to talk about stress. What it is, the advantages, how do you know that if you are experiencing too much stress, which is something that we probably know already, and most importantly, how to manage it. Stress is inevitable. Can we agree on that? It's something as moms that we experience on a daily basis. We are constantly bombarded with pressure to um, get done everything that we need to get done, take care of all of our people, and to make sure things are running smoothly. So stress is something that we definitely experience which is why it's so important to learn how to manage it in a healthy way, manage it effectively so that we so that it doesn't interfere with our health and our well-being and our relationships and everything that's important to us. So let's start by defining what is stress and and seeing if stress really is all that bad because there actually is a good level of stress. So stress is defined as a burst of energy that motivates you. It's a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. And yes, I did read that. I don't have that memorized. Um, But stress is really that emotional strain. And when it's too much, when we can't, when we, when it's more than we can manage, it ends up causing us a lot of adverse effects like you know our health deteriorates we end up getting that mom that mom brain that many of us have experienced where you feel like you're being pulled in a gazillion different directions at one time but stress actually has some advantages stress can help you meet those daily challenges right like when we feel that we're under pressure we tend to get more stuff done. We feel like we're, you know, we're motivated. Stress can motivate you to meet your goals and to continue working towards those goals when you feel that stress. Um, It helps you get tasks done more efficiently when you're experiencing that stress. And a moderate level of stress, you tend to work harder and actually accomplish your task. Although it can put you into a state of, especially if we struggle with perfectionism, um, that can lead to procrastination. And of course, that's not going to help you get your tasks done. But 
when you're experiencing a moderate level of stress, there's something inside you that gets triggered to get that stuff done, to get those tasks accomplished. Stress in a moderate level can also help you. It can also boost your memory, which is surprising, but it's been proven in various studies. It also helps you get laser focused, especially like it arises that stress, it triggers that stress response in your body and um, allows your senses to get laser focused, which is why we can get tasks done more efficiently and because of that stress response. There's also been a study that has found that a moderate level of stress can actually improve or fortify your immune system. It can improve the function of your heart and protect your body from infection. Now, of course, this is just, I think one or two studies that have shown this, and we are talking about a very moderate level of stress. Because as we know, when stress becomes unmanageable or it becomes too more than we can handle, it definitely can compromise your immune system. When it becomes too much, it also can cause a lot of health issues, physical health and mental health issues. It can actually harm your heart. It can lead to high blood pressure, exhaustion, right? If you're going through a really stressful time, you know that you can feel an increase of fatigue. You just feel worn out. It also leads to depression and anxiety, two mental health issues that are just getting more and more attention these days. Um, definitely something that more people are experiencing. And this is because of these increased levels of stress. I mean, of course, it's from other reasons as well, but stress can definitely lead to more instances of depression and anxiety. It can also wreck your, like, eating schedule. It can increase, it can decrease your appetite. Um, it can go both ways, but it definitely has an effect on your appetite. And it can lead to the weight gain. Because stress actually slows down your metabolism and your ability to process and digest your food, um, many of us are so stressed that our body just holds on to that weight. So if you are working on like actively, actively working on like losing weight or make like getting to a certain weight, you want to pay attention to not only your food and your exercise and the amount of sleep, but also on how you are managing your stress and developing some of the coping skills that are going, that's going to help you be able to manage your stress more effectively. When we're experiencing too much stress, we... Um, I mentioned we get sick way more often. It can affect your memory, right? This is that for a long time, like especially when I wasn't taking time out of the day to make sure I'm practicing self-care and taking care of filling my buckets, right? I talk about the physical, the mental the emotional, spiritual, intellectual, and social buckets that we need to make sure that we're paying attention to each day. Before I started doing that, I had a horrible memory. And my husband would probably say, you know, you still have a horrible memory, which is true, I do. 
But I know that when it is, when my stress is exasperated, like when I am experiencing a lot of stress and I feel like I'm a lot in a lot of pressure and you may feel the same way, your memory becomes even worse. So over the years, my memory has definitely improved, but I know that it has an inverse relationship. Actually, that wouldn't be inverse. That would be a direct relationship with my stress level. So when I'm experiencing more stress, my memory is worse. Maybe that is an inverse relationship. Not sure about that one. So, but it definitely is related. Um, headaches, muscle tension. These are things that can happen when you are experiencing too much stress. A lot of times we notice the physiological symptoms and we can start looking at like, where am I experiencing stress? What area of my life do I need to turn my attention to and focus and possibly lower the stress level? You know, overcome those roadblocks that are keeping you from being able to effectively manage those, the stress in certain areas of your life. Changes, we already, I already mentioned the changes in appetite, right? Like it can cause all kinds of digestion problems, but it can also create changes in your sleep. You know when you're under stress, you end up staying up, worrying, you know, like tossing and turning all night because you're stressed about maybe something that's happening the next day or something that's really just on your mind a lot and it's affecting the way you sleep. So you definitely want to pay attention to when you are struggling with sleep and it's out of the ordinary for you, you want to look at those different areas of your life and say, where am I feeling stressed and what can I do to manage the stress in that area? This includes like having those racing thoughts, whether it's while you're lying in bed trying to go to sleep or just simply during the day, like you have, you're really struggling with being able to, um, focus in the moment. Your thoughts are just all over the place. Again, that mom brain um, could be a symptom that you are experiencing too much stress. And then also feeling irritable. Any kind of drastic mood changes, as we know, when you're feeling extra stressed, you end up, it definitely affects your mood. You end up feeling cranky and exhausted and just feeling like, you know, kind of on edge. That, that anxious feeling where you just feel like you're on edge, like there's things that you might not normally be bothered by are affecting you. Um, your patients may be wearing thin, right? All of these symptoms that could signify that there is, um, that your stress level is getting out of hand and that you need to be able to, to reel it in and learn how to manage it. So how exactly do you manage stress, right? Like I just threw a lot of things at you. I just threw, you know, we talked about the advantages and too much and symptoms and, and all of this, um, these signs that you might be experiencing too much stress and what you, so what exactly can you do about it? How do we fix it or how do we prevent stress from taking over our life because stress is definitely something that you want to learn how to prevent it from getting out of hand like i said it is inevitable especially as moms we have a lot of pressure and a lot of things and one of the things that i work on in my programs is getting to those thoughts and those underlying beliefs because 
it is the way that you perceive a situation and not the situation itself. Like two people, two moms can go through the exact same experience, have the same pressure, but one perceives it as being stressful and another was like, it could be, you know, another mom experience that exact same situation and perceive it completely different and not have the effects of it being stressful because she doesn't perceive it as stressful. And so being able to switch your perspective and switch those beliefs and those thoughts that are contributing because feeling stressed is a feeling. And of course, all of the um, symptoms that come with it, how can we inter how can we intercept that cycle of like the thoughts, feelings, and actions to be able to minimize the effects of stress. First of all, you want to be aware of your triggers. That's where you're looking at the different areas of your life and you know that certain things, certain situations cause your anxiety or cause your stress level to increase. But awareness, as in most things, is the first step. And making sure that you are aware of, you know, paying attention to where you're feeling so so much. It might be in certain environments. It might be around certain people. It might be in certain situations. But knowing when your stress peaks and decrease increases and decreases, like just becoming that self, increasing that self awareness, so that you can recognize and be aware of when your stress level changes. An excellent way to prevent, not I say prevent, but more manage your stress is to get out and move your body. We talk about the cognitive model and your thoughts, emotions, and actions being so interconnected. And exercise helps to intercept that cycle helps to intercept, like if you move your body, yes, that is stress. It's a different kind of stress, but that is like provide, like putting tension on your body. But there have been so many studies that have pointed to the, the connection between your mental health, which we're talking about like the mental and the emotional health, and exercise, moving your body actually helps to manage the stress that you are feeling mentally and emotionally. And so making sure that you are regularly getting out, maybe this means that you need to redefine how you define exercise. Exercise isn't necessarily joining a gym. And you know, right now while I'm doing, um, when this episode releases, we are into the first week of January where the gyms are packed, right? Everybody takes those New Year's resolutions and they join the gym and they go all at it, you know, for the first. In fact, last week, um, if you go to the last episode in this podcast, you're going to learn about motivation and staying motivated. So if you're one of those ones that join the gym and you, you know, come mid-January, you start your motivation decreases a bit, you might want to check out that episode. But we are entering into 2022 and many people join the gym, but that may not be the exercise that you stay with. Redefining how you 
defined exercise might be the key. It might be going back to the mental and rather than the physical and saying, you know, how else can I move my body? What do I enjoy doing? Do I enjoy going for a walk or maybe trying a new sport? Maybe you want to try snowboarding or, you know, if you're in the warmer states, paddleboarding or tennis or trying something that you may never even try before. Joining a group is a great thing, you know, maybe try a dance class or kickboxing, you know, thinking outside the box and figuring out which kind of exercise keeps you going, right? Brings you that mental benefits, mental and emotional benefits rather than just the physical benefit because you'll get both when you start moving your body. Another way to manage your stress is to learn how to relax. And I don't mean by sitting down watching Netflix, right? This is still keeps your mind going. There are certain techniques that help you get into a true state of relaxation where you are resting your mind, body, and soul. And these are the techniques that I'm talking about that are going to help you manage your stress. Now, these techniques, of course, you know, you need to practice them. They're not something that you do one time and you're like, oh, now I can manage my stress. It's something that has to be done on a regular basis, just like exercise, where you learn how to, your body, it's like muscle memory, your mind, your body, everything gets into that state of relaxation so that when you are feeling your stress start heightening, you already know how to bring yourself back down so that you don't get all of the symptoms that we talked about, the memory, the, the memory problems, the sickness, the headaches, the muscle tension, the changes in sleep, like all of those symptoms can be prevented if you learn how to bring your body and mind into that state of pure relaxation. Another way to manage your stress is to get on a sleep schedule. I actually have a course that um, if you go to my website and go to the show notes, you can find the link to this this is my sleep course and it's all about the cognitive and behavioral techniques that are used to treat insomnia and part of that is getting on a regular sleep schedule because when you are laying up at, up at night and you're thinking you're worrying and all of these racing thoughts are going through your mind you, you it messes with your circadian rhythm and your mind and body like starts you're getting re-equating like the bed with non-sleep and so it's important to be able to condition your mind and body to equate the bed with actual sleep and it's a process and getting on that regular sleep schedule like going to bed at the same time waking up at the same time that's really going to help you get back into the mode of going to sleep when you hit the bed right when your pillow when your head hits the pillow actually going to sleep and that's going to help you be able to manage the stress that's happening in your life. And I couldn't go on about managing self-care or managing stress without talking about self-care. Focusing on the basics, making sure that you are putting yourself on the to-do list and paying attention to what you need. And this might mean learning how to set some boundaries learning how to escape like that perfectionism, thinking that the house completely has to be clean and all everything needs to be taken care of before you can get out and do your walk 
or go try that dance class. For me, it was, as many of you know, um, 12 years ago, I wanted to do a Zumba class and I kept putting it off and, you know, I always had an excuse. I always had an excuse, right? My friend, um, Joni, she was always wanting me to try this Zumba class and I was like, I can't, you know, my, my family's waiting for my for me to make dinner and the house is dirty and the kids have to do their schoolwork. And like, I was always thinking like everything had to be perfect in order for me to go try this class. And the guilt was unreal. Like I, you know, just that, the fact of like, just thinking back now, like I feel like, what was I thinking? Because I'm way past that at this point. But for years, I felt tremendous guilt, thinking that I had to sacrifice everything, sacrificing like myself, who I was, for my family and my kids. And since then, I've really done a lot of mental shifts, but there was a long time where self-care wasn't a question like I did not practice self-care and so there's my stress levels as you can imagine were so high and I did experience a lot of these symptoms that I just shared with you in the beginning of this you know episode so making sure that you are doing what needs to be done to be able to put yourself on the to-do list and making sure that you are practicing self-care on a regular basis, filling those buckets. Back to taking like the mental shifts, like shifting your perspective. Um, one way, you know, when we are feel like we're being pulled in a lot of different directions, as we often do as moms, that stress, we start experiencing the symptoms of stress. So one thing that has helped is to look at the big picture because a lot of times we, we tend to zero in either on like a lot of thinking errors come into play, like the all or nothing, or we start, you know, filtering out any of the positive and we start zeroing in on the things that we can't control. And so learning how to pull yourself out, look at the bigger picture Becoming aware of what thinking errors could be playing a part and then taking a more rational view or a more realistic view, do some fact finding. And again, this is something that I talk about a lot in my coaching programs, but this is definitely a way that's going to help you manage your stress and take a different perspective and being able to lower that stress in your life. Learning how to ask for help using your support network. Last night, I was actually talking with um, one of the moms in my Facebook group. And we were on a Zoom call and she shared how the group has benefited. So if you're not in my Facebook group, join my Facebook group. Check out the link. You could just search Moms Without Capes on Facebook or check out the show notes for the link for it. But she was sharing how much she learned from the Facebook group. And one of the things that she started doing was going through her support network or support system and identifying who in her system helps her in a certain way, right? Like who she can go to for certain things that she needs. But first of all, you need to identify like what it is that you need help with, 
And once you start doing that work, then using your support system to actually obtain that help. Not feeling guilty about it, not feeling like you are, that you should be doing it all, right? We get caught up in those shoulds and they, it's a dangerous area to be, but knowing who in your support system that you can go for, for the certain things, because when you don't ask for help, you're robbing a lot of other people from being able to help where they want to help, right? Like you're robbing grandparents, spouses, like they want to help, but they just don't know. If you don't know where you need help, they're not going to know where to get help or how to help. And a lot of times we end up feeling like resentful. We feel a lot of resentment when we're like, oh, I got to do everything myself. And I, right, you don't have to do everything yourself. You don't, but you need to be able to communicate, identify what it is that you need help with and be able to communicate that. And that's some things that I teach in my, well, I touch upon it on my Facebook group, but I also dive into that in my coaching programs is learning, you know, the different ways to communicate and be able to ask for that help. Because that's a, that's a hard thing when you're not used to it. For years, I never asked for help. And I, I, my resentment just built up um, because I really struggled with thinking I should, I, I was in that should zone, right? Like I should be able to do this. I should be able to, to juggle all of these plates. And I should, you know as a mom, as a woman, like I should be able to do this. And I couldn't, right? It wasn't in that realistic zone. So that wraps up. If you have any questions about this, definitely send me a DM, send me an email. You can check out the show notes for my email address. Send me any questions you have. I'm always looking for ideas for um, future episodes. If you, um, this is an exception but I typically do my Facebook. I usually do my podcast episodes on a Facebook Live in my group. I didn't this time because um, last week I had a vision board party at the same time as I usually do my Facebook Live. So I figured at the end of the year I was going to do a little bit something different. But join me. Join me in my Facebook group, Moms Without Capes. And you can come to the live broadcast of all of my episodes, except for my guest episodes. Those are done separately. Um, like, review, follow, do everything again. You know, leave me an awesome review. If you like this episode and you found some value in it, go over to iTunes and leave me a review. Otherwise, I don't know when you're listening to this. If you're listening to it this first week of January, I want to wish you a happy new year. And no matter what time you're listening to it, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.